Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Do you ever wonder how many decisions that you make in a day? Is that something you even think about? It's definitely not something that I think about either, really. But I do get to the end of my day and I just feel mentally exhausted. And that's because most likely that we've made a decision every moment of our day. So not only from the time that we opened our eyes in the morning and we've got to make a decision about what we're having for breakfast, a decision about whether we're going to go move our body or not, the decision around what am I going to wear today, what shoes go with that, just all of the decisions. And that's even before you have sat at your desk to do any work. So as soon as you put your work hat on and decide that you're going to do work, if you go to your emails, there is emails for you to answer and you've got to make decisions around that. And then it's decisions around, gosh, what's my top priorities for today? What am I going to give my attention and my effort to? Who needs my attention today? Who do I need to be on my A game for today? And so all of these decisions are just coming at you one after the other after the other. In the morning, you are fresh as a button, so you are just making all these decisions, no problem at all. But as the day wears on, you can feel your decisions getting slower and slower and more considered. And I'm not sure that they're more considered about whether I want to do A or B or whether I should write that email or sit down and, you know, reconcile my bank account, for example. What should I do? And you just, you can't decide. And it's not that you don't know what to do, is you're experiencing decision fatigue, which is this idea that after making many decisions, your ability to make more and more decisions over the course of a day just becomes worse. 
So in order to improve our productivity and to reduce the amount of energy that we are putting into having to make all of these decisions, we want to use some self-automation. We'll build some self-automation into our day in order to reduce the number of decisions that we have to make and therefore preserve our energy for other more important things that deserve our attention. So if you listened to last week's podcast episode, I talked about three factors that influence your productivity being time, energy and your attention. And when you have all three focused in on what you need to do, then you can be your most productive. So in order to preserve the energy that we have in our day, we want to integrate some self-automation that builds in some automatic behaviours into our day. And so how do we do this? Well, I like to create rituals and I've got daily rituals and weekly rituals that help me do the small tasks that I need to do every day on autopilot. So, you know, usually when we talk about automation, we are talking about a piece of software that we can set up to perform tasks on our behalf and we no longer need to worry about it. So when we set up some habits, some daily habits or some daily rituals, we are essentially creating some automatic behaviours in our day so it doesn't take much of our energy and we don't have to continuously make these small decisions to get stuff done. So what can we automate? What can we create behaviours around in our day that will get these things done, will get our normal daily activities done without us consuming too much brain power? If you haven't read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, I would highly recommend the book. It talks about what is a habit and how you can habit stack. So one habit is then the trigger for the next habit, which is the trigger for the next habit and the next. So there are multiple habits that are stacked one on top of another to create a ritual. Or you could call it a habit stack or a habit loop or there could be many names that you could do it or that you could give to it. But I like to call it a ritual because I like to think about these daily habit stacks as being done at certain times of the day. And so I've integrated into my day some rituals which are stacks of habits. And so I've got a daily a morning routine that's the other thing that you could call it. I have a morning routine that I usually do the same things from the moment my eyes open, when I get out of bed, to the moment that I sit at my desk ready to begin my work day. 
So that just usually follows a set routine every day and I don't have to think about it. I don't have to make decisions. I just do the same things every day. Usually I have the same thing for breakfast every day. And so by the time I turn up to my desk ready to work, I've exuded very little brain power making decisions. Whereas that two hours of my day, I could have already made 25 decisions if I didn't have my daily routine or my morning routine mapped out. And to be honest, I got about three morning routines. So on the mornings that I exercise and move my body, that's a different routine to other mornings where I have a little bit more of an early workday start, so I have less time for my morning routine. But either way, I've got a morning routine and I've got a couple of options that I've got set up for myself. That reduces the number of the decisions that I need to make first thing in the morning. That way, my morning can be a lot more relaxed. It can be a lot more enjoyable because I'm just enjoying what I'm doing, not having to worry about making a decision on whether I go for a walk or not, whether I have a smoothie for breakfast or whether I have cereal or whether I have peanut butter on toast. No decisions need to be made because I already know what I'm having. So a morning routine is something that you can create a habit about. So if you are a mama with kids, your morning routine will likely involve getting the kids up, getting the kids dressed, fed, lunches packed, in the car, drop to school. And so how can you automate a lot of that? There's going to be needing a little motivation to get those kids moving in the morning. So you want to have less time for decisions, more time for motivating the kids to get going, right? So decide what your morning routine is for your stage of life. And then you could also have a nightly routine or a dinner time routine. That was, you know, I still have the same dinner time routine because it's the habit that I got into for many years while my you know kids were still at home and they were school age kids. It used to be come home from work, get ready for dinner, cook dinner, clean up after dinner, relax with the kids. Then they would be off to the shower. Then it was bedtime. Then it was me time. And then it was, you know, walk the dog, brush teeth, go to bed, read a book, whatever that routine is for you. So you might have a dinner time routine and you might have a, you know, go to bed routine, whatever that looks like. You might decide that you want to read for half an hour before you turn the lights out and go to sleep for the night. A nice calming way to end your day. So decide what kind of routines that you could put into your day in your personal life to reduce the number of decisions that you have to make. More recently, I invested in HelloFresh, the dinner that is, I order it once, it turns up on my doorstep, and all I have to do is cook the meals for the day. It tells me what we're having, gives me instructions, all the ingredients, 
It was a beautiful thing because my most painful decision is making the decision every day of what I'm going to have for dinner that night and then having to find out if I've got all the ingredients in the pantry or whether I need to make a trip to the supermarket before I can even consider cooking dinner. So investing in a delivery service like HelloFresh could be what you need to take care of your dinner time routine. But those are some routines that you could put into your personal life. You can also put daily routines or daily rituals into your business. And these could be rituals that are just for you, or they could be rituals that you do as a team as a whole. So when I was looking at how I could reduce my amount of decisions that I was having to make in my day, creating rituals for my daily startup, my daily shutdown, my weekly startup, and my weekly shutdown, I kind of got these in place for myself first. Tested a few things out, see how it resonated, what did that look like as far as how that fitted with how the rest of my team were operating. And then once I thought that I'd got these rituals into quite a good routine, then I shared it with my team. And then my team and I have adopted these rituals as something that we all do. Then it gives us a level of comfort across the team that we know all of the team members every day perform this daily startup ritual and the daily shutdown ritual. And so we know for sure that these things are being done by everyone in the business. So let me explain a little bit more about what this actually looks like so you can see how it can benefit what you're doing. And even if you start with implementing these things for you, it will lessen the decisions that you have to make in a day and you will start to do them on autopilot. Have you ever on a Saturday morning headed out to the shops and you thought, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go and have a look at that shop, whatever that shop is in town. You hop in your car and you just drive. Before you know it, you are sitting outside the kids' school because your brain and your body went on autopilot as soon as you hopped in the car because five days a week you do the same drive along the same route to take the kids to school and pick the kids up from school. So you get in a car on Saturday, your intention is to go and buy a new jacket at the, you know, at the shops in the city, but you end up in the destination being sitting outside the kids' school because you were on autopilot, your mind was elsewhere. This is how these daily rituals and habit stacking begin to work for you because you can do them on autopilot without even giving them another thought. So here's what we do as a team. We have a daily start-up ritual. We call it a morning ramp-up. Every one of the team, they start by opening 
zero because that's where we track all of our time during the day. So we all track time as we progress through the day and we charge time to clients and projects and all kinds of things. So everyone opens zero. Everyone opens our Zoom chat channels and they acknowledge and respond to all of the messages that might be there. Then we open up our monday.com, which is our project management tool. Everyone clears their inbox in Mondays. We clear our notifications in Mondays. And we review our work to do, which is all the tasks that we've been allocated to do. And we see what's on our list of things to do today. And then we allocate time for those tasks in our calendar. We open up Outlook, we review all of our emails, and we allocate an action to them. So we don't necessarily respond to everything that's in our inbox, but we then get a scan, we can see what's there, and then we can decide when in our day we will respond to what emails. Because you'll be able to group emails together. For instance, we group emails according to the client. So if we've got three or four emails relating to one project, we will tag them against that project. And when we've allocated time in our diary that day to work on that project, that's when those emails will get responded to. So that needs to be really clear is that we're not necessarily responding to emails during our morning ramp up. We are just identifying what we have and we are allocating them to a task in our day. And then we know, the whole team knows that everyone does that first thing in the morning. So if we have left a message for one of the team members or we've notified them inside of our project management tool that there is something that we'd like them to do for a particular project or against a particular task, we know that they're going to see that notification and that message every morning. And so we have comfort that we know that the rest of our team have seen the message or they'll get the message or they'll look at the message first thing in the morning. So it's not too long. I recommend that the team allocate 30 minutes at the start of their day to open up all the tools that they need for the day, review their day of what they've coming up, allocate the time in their diary, put it on the calendar for the things that need to get done. Then at the end of the day, we have a workday shutdown ritual. And this ritual is very similar to our startup ritual in that all of the inbox in Mondays is cleared, all of the notifications in Mondays is cleared, that any tasks that you were allocated to today in the project management tool, they're ticked off or they've got notes allocated to them. In Outlook, we make sure that the junk emails have been cleared that the emails in our focused inbox, if they still need to be actioned, they are, you know, flagged for action. And ideally, the goal is to get down to inbox zero at the end of every day. Then we review our calendar for tomorrow. We make a mental note of what's coming up in our calendar tomorrow. So we've, we've got an early morning meeting. We've put our mind to that the day before. 
made a mental note that, oh yes, my first meeting tomorrow is 7 o'clock in the morning, or my first meeting tomorrow is 9.30. And then we are allocating time in the diary tomorrow for any tasks not completed today. Everyone completes their timesheet in zero before they log out. And I usually have a clear desk policy. So, you know, all the papers on your desk are filed away. When we were actually in a physical office, everyone had a tray to put their laptops onto, which were securely stored in the cupboard overnight. And then we would leave for the evening. So, and that's the evening shutdown ritual that we have, and we all perform it across the team. So again, all team members have comfort in knowing that everyone has cleared their inbox, checked any notifications, you know, checked the Zoom chat channel and responded to any other team members that that might need to happen. So these are two things that we've adopted in our business as a practice for our whole team. And it has increased our productivity as a team because we're no longer wondering when, you know, that other person in our team is going to see the notification we put in our project management tool or they're going to read the message that we put in the chat channel. We know that every morning and every evening at a minimum, all the team members are doing the same thing and we're clearing out our messages and we're prioritizing our workload, and we're looking at our project management tool for the priorities on projects that need to get done. And these happen on automation now. So we don't have to decide what we have to do. We don't have to think about what do I have to do before the end of the day. It's all laid out in a ritual that we just do by habit now. We also have a weekly startup and a weekly shutdown ritual, and these are my favorite by far. So every Monday morning by 10 o'clock, every team member has to put into our chat channel the three priorities that they are working on for the week. And any movements that they have got going on in the week. So for instance, If I'm putting mine in, usually I have three to five priorities in a week. I put those in and then I also put in whether I will be late to my desk one morning because I've got a training session going on before I, you know, officially start work for the day or maybe one of my team are finishing at two on a particular day because um, they're going to go and do some things with their family So we just put in there as well any movements that the rest of the team need to be aware of for the week. And then by 10 o'clock every morning, the rest of us are quickly skimming this chat channel to make sure that we're all aware of what everyone else in the team has got on their priority list for the week. If there is something on my list that I want to make sure is on you know, one of my team members lists, and I don't see it in her priorities, then I'm going to reach out to her and say to her, you have this on your radar this week too, don't you? And if she does, I'm like, okay, great. I can then be relieved, like it's on her radar. If she didn't, that's a good way 
for me to remind her or me to, you know, bring her attention to this is a really big priority and I'd like you to put it as a priority for you this week and for whatever reason that might be. So then we can all as a team know that we're all on the same page at the beginning of the week. We can see where the priorities across the team are. And it's especially good for me as the CEO of my business because then I've got a helicopter view of the priorities that my team are attending to. So I love Monday mornings. It gets us all on the same page and it's a great start to our week. And then on a Friday afternoon, it's about celebrating our week. So again, we have a dedicated chat channel. And before everyone closes their computer on a Friday afternoon, we have to share three wins for the week. So we have to get in and we have to celebrate three things that we are proud of achieving for the week. And these are all work-related. So, you know, one of them might be that we delivered a successful event for a client or another one could be I'm stoked that I finished the project plan for this client. You know, so whatever it is, whatever you want to celebrate for yourself, you put it into the chat channel and that allows the rest of the team to celebrate your achievements as well. The one other thing that we do on a Friday afternoon is we share one gratitude. So after we've put in our wins for the week, we then share one gratitude. And that gratitude can be anything that's happened in our week, whether it is personal or work or whatever it might be. We just share a gratitude. And it's such a beautiful way to end our week. It just puts a smile on my face every time. And it allows us all to put a closure on our work week and move into the weekend. So that's what it looks like inside of my business and a little bit of a glimpse into my personal life as well around how I use these self-automations in the morning, at my dinner time and at my evening routine But the productivity changes that I've seen inside my business as we've implemented these daily rituals and these habit stacks has been incredible. Not just for the fact of we get things done and it puts the team on the whole page, it actually lifts the morale of the whole team. And we start our week with really good intentions. We set our intentions and we share it. And when you share your intentions, it holds you accountable to do those things. And then at the end of the week, we're celebrating one another for the amazing job that we've all done that week. It's such a beautiful thing. So if you are, you know, struggling with this decision fatigue at the moment and just getting to the end of the day and just like, ugh, I just can't make one more decision then I highly recommend that you take a look at how self-automation and putting some personal behaviours into a habit stack that you could perform every day at the same time in the same way to reduce the number of decisions that you're making in a week, 
This will be a game changer for you, I promise. But I also wanted to share with you this week the four elements that go into a habit. So what makes up a habit? So first of all, the first element of a habit is an activation trigger. So this is the cue that will begin the habit itself. So if I think about my daily startup routine, the trigger for that is that I'm sitting at my desk and I've turned on my laptop. The first thing I do is carry out my daily routine. So the trigger is I sit at my desk and I turn on my computer. Your morning routine, like when you get out of bed, it might be as soon as I put my feet on the floor, this is what I do. So a habit must start with an activation trigger or a cue that then creates a response. So the behavior that becomes automated is your response. So what is the response that happens as a result of the trigger for your habit? And then it's followed by a reward. So you have to decide what is your reward. So if we wanted to take like my daily work ramp up, my reward is that once I've done my daily routine, I'll have the energy, the time and the focus to apply to the priorities that matter to moving my business forward. So I don't have to make any of these decisions. They just put on automation And my reward is, I am better prepared to start my day. I've given my day the best start possible, which lifts my spirits and gets me ready and energizes me for the work that I have to do that day. You might be a little different and have another reward. So you might decide, great, my reward is getting a cup of coffee. So as soon as I've done my morning ramp up, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. Some mornings I do that too. So allocate a reward to yourself as part of the habit. And then element four is the repetition. So repetition is essential for you to form the habit. And performing the habit once is not enough to make it a habit. So performing that task or the response to the trigger, performing that just once is not going to be enough. And to give you some examples of how long it takes to implement these habits on autopilot, because it won't happen after one day, it probably won't happen after a week, it actually happens over time. So it's going to take some concerted energy at the beginning for the repetition to become automatic. Because I'm sure now that you can tie your shoelaces without giving it a second thought. But when you were learning to tie your shoelaces, you had to concentrate and concentrate really hard on getting those two bows, you know, to be rounded and for it to be tight. So it takes 59 days to install a healthy drinking habit. So if you wanted to drink two litres of water every day for good health, 
it's going to take you 59 days to install the habit of drinking two litres of water a day. So that's like two months it's going to take to install that habit. It can take up to 65 days to install a healthy eating habit. And it can take up to 91 days to install a regular exercise routine. So don't expect that these daily routines, once you've put them into place, are going to become habit after one week or even after two weeks. It's going to take longer. But the more that you do it over and over and over again, the more second nature it will become to you and you won't have to think about it anymore. You will just go on autopilot and it will take place and you won't even have to think twice about it. And so for every habit that you stack on one another, so in the morning, it, for a morning routine, it might be my feet go on the floor. That's the trigger for me to get in the shower. When I get out of the shower, that's the trigger for me to get dressed. After I get dressed, the trigger is to, you know, brush my teeth, brush my hair. You know, so what is the trigger and what is the order in which you're going to do the habits that stack up and make your ritual? And do them in the same order every time. Because once you change up the order of your habit stack, that's a different habit. And it will become longer to embed because you're not performing the same tasks in the same order. Because one task should be the trigger for the next task, and so on and so on. And so if you're changing them up all the time, your brain is just confused about what's the trigger. And so therefore, it's like, forget it. Because now it's back to making decisions, and more decision fatigue setting in. Give yourself time and give yourself some grace to play with your habits and your rituals. So first of all, you might write down, this is my ritual and these are the habits that I'm going to stack in this order. And you might do that for a week and it just feels slightly off. So change up the order, make it flow a little bit better and then implement that. And if that works, keep doing it. Until such time as your life needs some kind of adjustment or something else changes that requires you to change the order of your habit stack and change your routine. But do the same thing on repetition for as long as possible so it sets in as automation. And so this, this self-automation the daily rituals, which are stacks of habit, these are what is going to reduce your decision fatigue. And coming back to, you know, last week's episode, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it about preserving your energy and reducing the amount of decisions that you get to make in a day is one way of preserving your energy and therefore becoming more productive. Before you go today, I wanted to say thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. 
All of the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes. Or if you like to read a really good blog, then you can head over to my website at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. Now you've probably realized that running a business is not for the faint hearted. There are challenges coming at you left, right and center every day. But I'm here to tell you that challenges are only challenges because you haven't yet found an answer to them. The solution could actually be easier than you may think. But if you're anything like me, you tend to overthink or overanalyze the solution that is right in front of you. So what do you have to do to become the best boss you could possibly be? Well, you could go and take my two-minute free agency owner persona quiz at sandrajulian.co forward slash quiz. Here you'll find out how you can scale and streamline your business without compromising you and your lifestyle. I can't wait to know what your results are. So once you've done the quiz, why don't you take a screenshot, jump over to Instagram, share it on your stories, and don't forget to tag me. I'm at sandrajulian.co. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you hit the subscribe button to get notified of the new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you listen on Spotify or the Apple Podcast app, then I'd really appreciate if you could rate the show and perhaps leave a quick review if you are on the Apple app. Those five stars would mean the world to me and it would help get this show in the ears of more online service business owners. Alrighty, my friend, have the most productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.